Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and dealing with the challenges and complexity of life in the 21st century. I'm your host Beth and Vincent and in each episode we uncover how people, places and systems can be adaptable and robust in an age of constant change and upheaval. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about careers and career resilience and how to deal with the uncertainty of the job market, uncertainty of what skills you're going to need in the future, and just generally navigating the complex world of work and chasing what you want to do. So full disclaimer, everything I talk about is based on personal experience. I've had a number of different jobs in a number of different industries, which I'll go into a little bit, but also this contains some of my personal thoughts and observations on what the future of work is going to look like and what we're going to need to cultivate from both, I guess, a soft skills, I really hate that term, a kind of interpersonal skills side of things, and also some of the more, I guess, technical skills that might be useful in the future of work. So to go back to the beginning, as I said, I've had a number of different jobs. Um, (laughs) My first job was as a receptionist for a swimming school, which was fun, very humid. Um, From there, that was while I was at school. From there, when I went to university and before, just before I went to university during my gap year, I worked at a castle, which was really, really fun in lots of different ways. It was a very public facing role. I worked in visitor services. So I did things like ticketing, I worked in the cafe, I was almost like a ranger on the site making sure the site was all okay and did things like tours as well. That job taught me a lot about working with the general public which can be um, interesting at times to, to say it politely and dealing with pressure, you know there's nothing like a massive queue to pile on pressure on you and really just doing the work and getting stuff done and I think I would argue that everyone should have this type of role where you are doing washing up in the kitchen, you are doing, I guess, the more menial tasks, the the less well thought of by our society tasks, because I think it teaches you about the value of hard work. From there, I went to university, I studied history, and like many people, I had no idea, literally no idea what I wanted to do. So I just basically decided to pick something I was interested in, and that's something I'd advise for everyone, whether you're looking at what you want to study next, or whether you should go and pursue a particular line of work, pick something you're interested in. Because I know if I'd gone and studied something like uh, the law or business studies, something that you might think would set you up for more of a job later on, I just wouldn't have been interested and I probably would have done less well at university. I think it's interesting to think about um, education and formal education and whether that will be as much as a marker of, of success, I guess, in the future. My thoughts are that probably it will become less important what university you went to, what degree you got, because employers will value actual experience and skills over a piece of paper that tells you that someone got a first class degree. And I, I would totally agree with that as well. When I'm hiring now, I kind of don't care about education. I don't care if someone's had a formal education in the subject, if that makes sense. What I care about is, are they enthusiastic about it? Have they learnt about it on off their own back, whether that's online tutorials, online courses, or a formal type of education? But have they kind of made the effort to go and learn? And will they make the effort to learn in the future? Everything is so fast-paced now. I think it's so, so vital that we all recognise that learning doesn't stop after university, after we've done that formal bit, we will all need to kind of re re 
enroll ourselves into education, whether that's online courses, as I mentioned, or even YouTube in the future to make sure our skill set is as sharp as it can be. So that was kind of my university experience doing history. And I knew off the back of doing my degree, I didn't really want to apply to any kind of corporate training scheme, graduate scheme or anything like that. I just felt like um, that wasn't the path for me. I didn't want to go and live in London. I was very clear about that. I still don't know really why the idea of London is very attractive to me, but I didn't want to live in a shoebox, basically. And I, I didn't want the kind of pressure of making it in that kind of graduate career path, going to London, being a big shot kind of way. Instead, I set up a couple of businesses and these were very much the type of businesses you'd expect someone with no experience to set up. I had no idea what I was doing. And when I look back on it now, some of the decisions I made, I just literally put my head in my hands and think, oh gosh, Bethan, you really had no idea what you were doing. But that was the best education I could have had, I think. During this period, I made so many mistakes, really embarrassing ones. And actually... I went through quite a big period of failure where things didn't go very well, mainly because I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. But I really had to try and carry on and not give up too quickly. And that was a real big life lesson for me. And I do think being self-employed or having your own business, being a freelancer, does teach you a little bit of grit because it is hard running a business. It is hard getting new clients, new work in it. You do have to graft. You do have to be innovative and find new ways of of reaching people, of doing marketing, of business development and all of that. So even if you don't necessarily want to become a freelancer or a full-time self-employed person, I do think There is some value in setting up your own small thing, even if that's kind of a side hustle, you know, a hobby that you've monetized in some way, just to get a sense of what it's like in that type of environment. And that that's almost another skill and another type of experience you can add into your CV, which again, when employers are reviewing CVs or deciding who they're going to promote, who's got the right skill sets to be a manager or run a company. I think that experience is really, really valuable. And it shows a lot of a lot of determination, because, again, when I'm hiring, that's something I'm looking for as well in people being determined, not giving up when something doesn't go quite well, because I I work in marketing and often lots of things don't go as you plan. So you do need to be able to kind of pick up the pieces and say, okay, right, that didn't go okay, but we're just going to carry on. So those businesses were, were pretty vital in, I guess, my development of my CV, my career, my own kind of personal self. But actually, sometimes self-employment isn't all it's made out to be. And the first thing is, you know, having a regular paycheck is really, really nice. (laughs) And you don't have that often when you're self-employed, especially in the initial kind of beginning couple of years phases. And I actually, I was doing some consulting um, in marketing because when I set up the businesses, I literally had no idea what I was doing. So (laughs) I decided that I needed to get really hot on marketing because that was one of the key ways of developing the business. And because I couldn't pay someone to do it, I didn't have that type of cash flow, I had to learn myself. And as I developed the businesses further, I realised, oh, this marketing thing, I'm kind of good at it. So it's finding what you both enjoy doing and you have a bit of a natural ability to do. And you, you you almost have more of a natural ability to do stuff when you enjoy it because you put more effort into learning more about it. That's what I've always felt. I've always been 
and this is going to sound kind of bad, but I've always been quite lazy in terms of what I choose to do. And this was especially true at school, where if I wasn't naturally good at something, I wouldn't bother trying at it, because I was quite naturally good at a suite of things that I enjoyed. And because they came so easy, the idea of something coming quite hard just didn't fit in and I'm not saying that you shouldn't follow things that are more difficult to do and try and learn them you know for example for me maths is something that I've always shied away from and felt I'm not very good at and so I've not really bothered to try and learn more about it or be very good at it but as my career has developed and when you you get into things like you having to do reporting you're having to do analysis actually statistical skills become very useful so I'm, I'm now trying to rectify earlier kind of thinking and actually force myself to do some courses in it to make sure I'm better but I do think as your kind of main focus within your career it should be something that you enjoy and you do have a little bit of that natural kind of flow into it might not all be easy not every aspect of my job is easy but if you can find parts of it that you just kind of get they click with you you'll just find it so much better I think for your general kind of well-being and you'll probably find you do better work as well but that is my two cents so where was I right I've I've left self-employment and gone into a full-time job this is where I entered the tech industry I really didn't do this by design i Tech was something and technology and building websites and writing blogs was something I was always very interested in. So I'd had to teach myself a bit of kind of front end development, HTML, CSS, that type of stuff, because I ran a blog during university and after. And I just I've always really loved making things and tech really lends itself to that. So I found an industry where I got to do what I really love doing in a way that I love doing it. And tech as well, I think. It's not for everyone, I would say, but it's an industry that embraces people who have different ideas. And that really resonated with me as well. And if you've been an entrepreneur in any kind of way, whether that's just having your own blog, or your own Instagram game, you'll know that, um, well, you'll be someone who has their own ideas and has their own opinions on things and would likes to see them enacted. So tech for me really, really fit. And I joined a really great company who offered me a lot of training, a lot of kind of personal development as well I think they gave me a lot of responsibility which was great for me and really kind of helped me thrive they they helped me kind of hire and build out a team which was really great for my own professional and personal development and that's something I'd say especially when you're at the beginning of your career find a company that is going to invest in you and invest in training you invest in your development and they will get something back from that because it's in their interest to have really skilled staff but also it will help you build out your career early on, get you that kind of extra leg up. And also it will just help you kind of personally, as I've said, I've found a lot of emotional um, learning from that period of my employment. And also I think a company that's in building a company that is willing to invest in learning and development is also probably willing to invest in the right tooling and the best tooling you need for the job. And especially if you work in a field where you use a lot of software. So for example, in marketing, there's a whole marketing technology stack I use. I probably in a single day use about five different pieces of software and then more during the week to kind of augment that while I'm doing different tasks. And those pieces of software help automate some of my job. They make me a lot more efficient, a lot more productive. And without access to them, I'd find my job a lot more difficult and I wouldn't be as effective. So I really think you should look out for a company that is willing to pay to give you the tools you need that are going to produce the best work. 
and this is the same if I really think this is the same in any kind of field in design even if you're working in kind of retail and you need the right kind of I guess till set point of sale set to to help you along that's what the company should be investing in because at the end of the day they're going to get something out of it so as I was kind of going through this period with this this company and my first real taste of employment with responsibility and a team I started realising that I had some areas where I was not as knowledgeable or I wasn't as confident, especially around management. So again, the company helped me out from a training and learning development point of view and were amazing and paid for courses. But I also started doing my own research on the side. So started reading blogs, even just stuff like Ask a Manager, which is an amazing blog that just people write in with their management questions. You know, my team member is doing this, what should I do? And then Alison Green, the person who runs the blog, answers them. And you can just get some real nuggets of information passively. And the stories are really interesting to read as well. So it's quite enjoyable. But I also started watching YouTube videos, reading books, management books. And you can do this for any area. It doesn't have to be management. It can be finance. It can be HR. It can be marketing. Anything. But I took the time outside of work to invest in myself. And yes, it helped the company. It was good for them. And you could be arguing, you know, why are you doing work outside of work? But at the end of the day, it is going to benefit you doing these kind of, I guess, extracurricular activities I would be careful of not overloading yourself and putting too much on yourself and having to feel like, you know, you need to do five hours after work of of professional development. That's not going to be sustainable. That's not going to be good for you. But I do think if you put in that time and again, when you show it on your CV and you can show to employers, you know, outside of work, I did this qualification or, you know, I made sure I was researching these areas that again makes you stand out a bit more so it's good for you and good for the employer as well. So after I've been with this company for for a while and I developed I've really grown I was extremely grateful to them I had almost hit a bit of a I guess a ceiling on where I could get to there there didn't seem to be any progression opportunities for me and that was a real shame I really loved it and I love my colleagues but I knew for me I wanted to take the next step and I think there are two paths here you can take if you're really happy with a job with a role it suits you it suits your lifestyle you feel like you get a lot out of it and maybe you're still continually learning in it You don't have to feel the need to progress in your career and be really, um, I guess, hierarchically minded. A lot of people are racing to the top. And I think often that leads people to take jobs that they're not really happy in. You know, I've met a lot of quite senior managers who, when you kind of get them, you know, after a beer or two, they will admit that actually they really enjoyed being what's known as in tech an individual contributor. So someone who just um, does the work, they don't necessarily manage people. And I feel like a lot of managers end up in this position accidentally where they become managers of people, but that's not what they really enjoy doing. They'd actually just enjoy being a copywriter or being a web developer, not a manager of people. So don't be afraid that if you're not, you're not up for that management track as in that's not something you want to do and you're fine fulfilling don't feel the need to go for it you decide how far you need to go and you know yourself what is best for you not some kind of system that that sees people progress every year and you're a failure if you haven't you know moved up a job level within a year that's ridiculous you know your own measures of success and for me I got to the point where 
it wasn't from a managerial point of view I wasn't trying to get to the next level but I just wasn't learning anything new and there were some internal politics at the company as well I wasn't very comfortable with so I knew it was time for a change and what I did during this period where I was thinking okay I want to change was I reached out to my network and I think this is the biggest thing anyone can ever do for their career development, professional development, development of their business, their marketing, whatever, but is build a network of people that they can reach out to and speak to on a very kind of human to human basis. You know, it doesn't have to be salesy, it doesn't have to even be businessy, it can just be, I need some help with something, do you mind helping? And also in return, help other people within your network as well. That's been a great way of meeting some people in my case where someone's kind of asked for help on LinkedIn and I've gone put up my hand virtually and said, I'll totally offer you some advice on that. It'd be great to have a chat. And we've actually formed friendships off the back of that, which has been great. But to go back to the network thing, so I was looking to leave my job and I literally messaged, I think about 20 people on LinkedIn and email and just said, look, like I'm starting to thinking, I'm starting to think about moving. Uh, If you know of any opportunities that would be interesting or you think appropriate for me, I'd love to hear about them. Or if you have any opportunities, I'd love to take you out for a coffee or a beer. And that worked wonders. That's how I basically secured my next role, just by reaching out to people and asking for that kind of recommendation. And it's really interesting. A couple of friends and I were talking about um, some of some like sowing seeds almost. And a lot of the work and the, the almost business stuff and career opportunities we get now are a result of the connections, the the. the stuff we did about five years ago so there's no wrong time to start building these connections with people even if you're you know what is considered junior in your career don't don't feel put off going to networking events going to conferences reaching out to people online and and speaking to them as long as you do it in a kind of respectful human focused way and not in a salesy kind of you know asking something for nothing kind of way people will always love being asked for help in my experience that's a really big thing that I've learned is that actually people do want to help and they almost feel flattered when you ask for it so I totally recommend building a network as soon as you can even while you're at university so that brings me to the final bit of the podcast really because I've brought you from my story from when I started out before university and my career path to now and it's the what's next piece what are we going to do about the future I think the future can be a scary place to think about for many people. You know, we're undergoing an extreme period at the moment of job upheaval, economic upheaval, and that's accelerating trends we were seeing before, such as automation, the shift away from high street retail to online, and a lot of the world seems to be going digital. Digital transformation is an area I actually work in, and we have seen a massive pickup from companies over the last couple of months who are thinking about digitising processes, roles, systems. And if I could give advice to anyone in, in any role, it would be to, you know, you don't need to become a developer, but I would make sure you brush up on your digital skill set. And there are so many great courses online on YouTube, Udemy, Coursera, I'm just throwing names, Teachable, 
any platform will have some decent courses on. And if you want some recommendations from a kind of marketing and a more kind of, I guess, web development side of things, please email me. Email's always in the um, show notes of this show and I will point you in the right direction if I can or if I can't, I will point you in the direction of someone who knows better than I do. But now is a time that education is being unbundled. And as I said in the beginning, I don't think formal education will have as much of a role to play in the future of the world of work. I still think going to university is an amazing experience for so many reasons, but having a degree, having a master's, having a PhD is not necessarily going to be the thing that gets you the job. It's going to be your skill set and your attitude. So on the skill set side of things, it's relatively easy to brush up on them, to, to learn new things. And I think the information is out there. You just need to look for it and we can go into in another show about kind of routines and making time, even if it's half an hour at your day. That's what I do at the moment. I'm learning web development. God help me in a kind of more formal sense. I've always been a bit hacky and uh, not been very good at it, but I'm trying to learn a bit more. And I literally spend half an hour a day on it. Some days I don't even get time to do it at all, but I'm slowly chipping away at it in the hope that I'll kind of finish this course I'm on. On the soft side of things, I really think the people who will thrive in the future world of work are going to be the people who are amazing with other people who have empathy who have amazing communication skills and who can negotiate and influence people in a positive way one of the biggest problems i have faced throughout my career and this is something that's i guess unique to me but may resonate with other people is i've never felt like a good negotiator i think i'm very personable i think i'm a good communicator in lots of ways but when it comes to negotiation that's not always been my jam but what i've done is i've put myself decidedly and on purpose in situations where i have to negotiate and that's really built up my tolerance and my skills and i think with especially these kind of more personal soft skills and air quotes side of things, there is nothing better than first-hand experience. And you can get this experience in a number of different ways. So if in a work setting, ask ask your manager for the opportunity to, to do things like different types of projects or interacting with different teams, different people, and that will kind of flex those communication negotiation muscles outside of work there's volunteering obviously there's helping out with charities and that can open new doors and new experiences because I think there's this whole tension between do you become a specialist in something or do you become a generalist who's good at a lot of different things at the moment my thinking is really that generalists are going to be the people that thrive in the future they're going to be people who can be dropped into multiple different situations with different types of people different teams different organizations and they have the skills to navigate their way around whereas a specialist might be very confined to a certain area might struggle with a changing organisation or a change of teams, a change of workflow and all of that. So that's just my kind of thinking. I think adaptability, and that's something we talk about a lot in this podcast, that is going to be the thing that is going to make or break future careers. And it's adaptability to learn new things, adaptability in your own mindset, adaptability in where you want your career to go. As I said earlier, most people don't know what they want to do, especially when they go to university and at the beginning of their careers. And I think even later on in their careers, it's, it's often, you know, the next step is very unknown. But being able to kind of roll with the different changes and spot emerging new industries that look inter- interesting to you and make that switch, that is going to stand you in really good stead. 
So I hope you have enjoyed that look at the world of work and the future of careers through the lens of my own experiences and my own career path. If you've got any questions or want to know more about anything I've spoken about, more than happy to have a chat. You can reach out to me on bethan at bethanvincent.com. If you want to find out more about The Brave, we are on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at The Brave Listen. And you can also find us at bethanvincent.com. That's where the podcast is hosted and all of my kind of ramblings and writings on various topics from careers to what food I really enjoy eating can be found there but finally if you'd like to leave a rating and or a review ideally both (laughs) that would be amazing it just means I get some feedback on what I'm putting out there and also it means that more people get to discover the podcast because the more ratings you have the more the platforms distribute you love that algorithmic processing there But anyway, until next time, I will leave it there and thank you so much for listening.